0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dan Trotter, Pretty Good Bible Studies. I'm in Mark chapter 13. The Olivet Discourse. Now, all of Mark 13, except for one little piece, is covered exactly in the version of the Olivet Discourse, which Matthew gives in Matthew chapter 24 and Luke gives in Matthew 20 in Luke chapter 21. Matthew 24 is the most complete account. I have already done a B uh Matthew 24 parts A B C D E F G and H which is what eight parts eight audios on the Olivet Discourse I do not intend to do them again so if you want to get a lot of uh, a, a lot of information on the Olivet Discourse just go to my audios on Mark chapter 24 I've also done a long series on the Olivet Discourse in two I think it's two videos on YouTube Look for Dan Trotter, pretty good Bible studies, and I've got PowerPoints, good stuff on the Olivet Discourse. I've spent a lot of time on this because I've wondered about the Olivet Discourse for decades, and finally, after doing a lot of study on it, I came to the conclusion that there's only one way to interpret that discourse, and that is that... Jesus was referring to his coming to destroy Jerusalem in AD 70. He was not referring to his second coming at the end of time. And that erroneous assumption has screwed up so many interpretations of this passage. It's a difficult passage, but I go through it in great detail in Matthew chapter 24. Now, at the very end of Mark 13, there's a little parable, the parable of the porter that's kind of lost because people usually don't look to Mark 13 when they study the Olivet Discourse. So I'm going to go over that real quick and then just shut this audio down. Mark 13, verses 34 through 37. Watch, be alert, for you don't know when the time is coming. It is like a man on a journey who left his house, gave authority to his slaves, gave each one his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to be alert. Therefore, be alert, since you don't know when the master of the house is coming whether in the evening or at midnight or at the crowing of the rooster or early in the morning. Otherwise, he might come suddenly and find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to everyone, be alert. Now, remember, this was given to the disciples. Jesus has left Jerusalem on Tuesday of Passion Week. Then Tuesday was the day that he engaged in all kinds of polemical dispute with the Pharisees who were trying to nail him and the Sadducees and the Herodians, and they they all failed. And then he pronounced a bunch of doom and gloom parables on them about God taking their kingdom away and so that's the theme of the hour here and so at the end of the day they're on the Mount of Olivet and Peter James John and Andrew come to him and say, and they said now you know this temple why did you say what about this temple you say it's going to be destroyed one stone's not going to be left on top of the other And so Jesus talks about his coming, but it's his coming in judgment on Jerusalem. The context, and I think this is a slam dunk. I know this is a minority opinion, but I'm telling you, the disciples had no concept of resurrection from the dead as easily proven from the Gospels. And if they didn't have a concept of of resurrection from the dead and an an ascension to the Father, they certainly didn't have any concept about Jesus coming back at the end of the world. They weren't asking about the end of the world. They were asking about the end of the temple. And, And... and which follows and the circumstances which follow from that which is the end of Israel the end of Jerusalem the end of the age the end of the Jewish age so that is the context now and for as far as this particular parable Jesus is telling them first in verse 33 be alert in other words you don't know exactly what time I'm coming back now Jesus did give them a general time indicator he said in verse My, Mark 13 verse 30 he said this generation will not pass away so they knew that sometime before a generation of people would pass away well that's an imprecise time because a generation is approximately 40 years and it's before that generation passes away he would come so they knew that it was, wasn't going to happen much later than 40 years so they wouldn't have to wait forever. He told them on the Mount of Figuration, some of you will see my coming, which means that some of you are going to be able to last for 40 years in order to see my coming. But that still doesn't tell them the precise time. And as a matter of fact, if the so-called great apostasy talked about in the Olivet Discourse refers to the fact that the church got cold one generation after Jesus' death and resurrection and had started apostatizing then this parable makes a lot of sense. It says, look, don't be like that. Don't say, oh, you know, Jesus hadn't come back and the Jews who are persecuting you from synagogue to synagogue just as I predicted don't start saying, well, you know, things are tough. Let's just forget this Jesus thing. Let's forget establishing the kingdom of God. He says, no, you just need to keep your eyes open. I'm going to come back and take care of these persecuting Jews who killed me and who have killed the prophets from Abel to Zechariah. I'm going to take care of them, but you've got to be waiting, waiting and watching for that and don't lose hope. That's the general idea here behind of Olivet Discourse. And this parable of the porter, it more or less speaks to that idea the man on a journey who is that that's Jesus he's gone on a, on a journey he's ascended into heaven he's been resurrected he's left the church alone the man on the journey left his house gave authority to his slaves well who were the slaves that's his disciples the ones who are doing the work because Jesus said his slaves the the absentee man on a journey gave each one his work that means the disciples were supposed to be working establishing the kingdom and he commanded the doorkeeper to be alert. Now, that doesn't prefer, refer to any one particular apostle. Some people say it's the apostle P- Peter because he's the big one, you know, the, the pope. No, 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 no. It's anybody that, that is referring to anybody that's working for the gospel. Anybody that's manning the entrance to the kingdom of heaven, if, if you will, be on alert. I'm coming back. I'm going to take care of all this persecution. Verse 35, therefore be on the alert, On the alert, since you don't know when the master of the house is coming. The master of the house, of course, is Jesus, who's left and is coming in judgment. You don't know whether he's coming in the evening or at midnight or at the crowing of the rooster or early in the morning. Now, John Gill says this represents the four Jewish watches of the night, evening being about sunset, midnight, midnight, crowing of the rooster in the early, early, early morning It when it's pitch black, dark, and then early in the morning when the sun, just when the sun's risen. Of course, Jameson Fawcett and Brown says it refers to the four Roman watches. I don't know. It doesn't matter, really. Verse 36 says, otherwise, if you don't stay on the alert, he might come suddenly and find you sleepy. That would be bad, really bad. The ch- church needs to constantly, constantly be aware that Jesus is going to come back and straighten things up. And by the way, even though I take a preterist view of this, I do think it could be applied to Jesus' second coming. I mean, it's the same thing. You say, well, it's been a long time. He's not coming back. I can start making some money and build me a big building, get me a big mailing list, get me a bunch of collections, get me a fat salary. I can do all that. And forget about the gospel. No, that's you can't do that. You need to be on the alert all the time. This is what Adam Clark says about being on the alert. Quote, does not a prisoner who expects his deliverance Hold himself in continual readiness to leave his dungeon. Yes, and so should those early apostles hold themselves in continual readiness for Jesus' coming to let loose the gospel when he took care of the Jewish persecution. In verse thirty seven Jesus Jesus finishes up, he says to the apostles. To actually, to four of the apostles. And what I say to you, I say to everyone, be alert. The four apostles are Peter, James, John, and Andrew. I think that's the first of the ch And one of the passages of the Olivet Discourse, it describes the four apostles. I think it's Mark. All right, so there we have the end of the Olivet Discourse. From now on, we're going to go to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. We'll start that in Mark chapter 14. I hope you enjoyed this very short audio, and again, I encourage you to study the Olivet Discourse in great detail by going to my audios on Matthew 24 and my YouTube videos on the Olivet Discourse. The YouTube videos are under Orthodox Proterism. That's the name of the playlist. See you next time.